Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. So, do you want marketing made simple? Shopify removes the guesswork with built-in tools that help you create, execute, and analyze all your online marketing campaigns. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com income now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com income. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Welcome to the Theater Podcast, intimate personal conversations with theater's biggest names. I'm your host, Alan Seals, and this is part of the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is with Chris Sullivan, a.k.a. Shockwave, and Anissa Folds, a.k.a. Young Niece, who are two of the ensemble cast that make up the incredibly funny, incredibly improvised Freestyle Love Supreme that is a different show every single night because of the improvisation that it literally is. I enjoyed the conversation so much in in a way that, a different way than I expected to. Uh, Part of it was this theme that kind of crept up over and over again was that there was this effort that um, Chris and some of the other founding members of FLS, uh, they they wanted to kind of break the stigma at the time that freestyling was just about like putting people down or rap battling or whatever it is, like trying to defeat somebody. They wanted to create this this family, I guess for lack of a better term, where you could come together and have each other's backs. And they, they said that several times. It's like when they bring in somebody new, when they're starting their academy, the FLS Academy with new students, they're like, we got each other's backs. It's a form of therapy. They're trying to help each other out. They're trying to make each other feel better. When someone kind of struggles a little bit, everybody else tries to pick up. It's not about being better. It's about being unified. And it's such a beautiful show. And it's such a beautiful feeling I get. Even just sitting with the two of them here, the way that they interact with each other and the way that they interacted with me. And if you listen all the way to the end of the episode, um, I actually freestyle a little bit. Didn't know that was going to happen. Expected it to because I thought that they would ask me just because they are who they are. I didn't want to, but I did anyway. Anissa picked it up because I was not good. So <laughs> there's that. All right. Please visit me online at ttp.fm. You can always find me on the Broadway Podcast Network at bpn.fm slash ttp. And now everybody, please enjoy this episode here with Anissa Folds and Chris Sullivan. Rolling with my homies. Rolling with the homies. homies. I love that shit. (laughs) 
Sitting with me today are two of the newest stars to the Broadway stage. They're part of the amazing cast that makes up the critically acclaimed, completely improvised hip-hop show, Freestyle Love Supreme, which was just extended to Sunday, January 12th, 2020. Yeah. Anissa Folds, a.k.a. Young Niece, and Chris <laughs> Sullivan, a.k.a. Shockwave. <laughs> Welcome to the theater <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I really hope that this entire podcast is just noises. What is that? What is that noise? Oh, that's not oh. me. That's a. I oh, wish that's it was. the. That's the. Uh, yeah, that thing there. Yeah. It's, no, it's fine. It's fine. All right. All right. So, yeah. Sound engineer putting a nice. little clean. There we go. Kleenex in there to to get restraint. Now I'm like my rhythm. I'm like I want to talk like this. Do it. But I but I'm no good at this. <laughs> so, but now that you're like. Freestyle Love Supreme. This is. Do you do that every time someone says that? Kind of. That, 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 that. Well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we're going to start where we start where we normally start on the podcast. And tell me about your childhood. We'll start with you. Oh, Chris. <laughs> tell me about, tell me all your secrets. Uh, Doc shows up in the time machine. Here we go. Uh, uh, I grew up in Foxborough, Massachusetts. And I went to a really great music program in a small town. And I learned to play percussion. That was my instruments of choice. And then I went to UMass Amherst and got involved more deeper into improv, uh, which I tinkled with. Don't say tinkle. You said tinkle. <laughs> you said tinkle. Uh, in high school. So uh, I went to UMass Amherst and Mission Improbable was my, uh, my, my group. And I, I mixed up sort of my love of hip hop and my experience with playing percussion and dabbled with a little bit of um, acapella music and sort of put them all into one when I moved to New York City about 15, 16 years ago and got involved with Freestyle Love Supreme. And here we are now on Broadway. And okay, so we're going to get to the whole beatboxing because you kind of left that, yeah. you glossed he over completely that. Left that out. Right, this but podcast is like five minutes long, right? So I'm yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Anissa, squeeze it all in. Yeah. <laughs> Anissa, tell me, tell me your, your beginnings. Yes, I am born and raised in New York City. Queens, City, New York. City, 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 City. <laughs> Queens, New York, to be exact. Uh, singer first, started singing back in the day at church. Um, my dad used to sing at lounges. Um, and he just wasn't paid for it. He just showed up his <laughs> thing. Yeah. Um, I started doing a, a musical theater program called Wingspan Arts Theater Conservatory, which is still running today. Mm. Um, that's where I found my love for musical theater, really. I joined the Young People's Chorus of New York City. Mm. So very involved in the arts in my childhood. And always and singing, though. Always singing. Uh, YPC, the choir, I like did a lot of traveling when I was a kid. And this is not based in high school. It was based in New York with kids from all over the city. Traveled to Japan twice, China, Switzerland. Lots of singing and different places, uh, auditioned for schools, went to school for musical theater mm -hmm. at the University of Hartford. Um, yeah. And now I'm on Broadway with these guys because uh, I went through the academy and Chris was my teacher. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you both mentioned the academy. <laughs> well, we will get back to we'll beatboxing. Get. I promise. <laughs> Don't worry. You're right. You're better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so what the FLS Academy, tell me what that is. 
the FLS Academy is an offshoot of Freestyle Love Supreme. It's the Freestyle Supreme, Love Supreme, Supreme, Supreme Academy. Supreme. Yeah, you're yeah. getting it. You're getting That's it. Yes. I mean, like three more of those, you're in the group. All right. Uh, it, the, the Academy uh, works to foster giving the skills that are part of the set of what we do on stage, which is improv and comedy and the roots of hip hop, which include beatboxing and freestyle rapping. Um, but we also work to foster the environment that it requires to tell your own truths within that same form. So making people feel heard, uh, reaching out to understand where people are coming from, the empathy of the situation on stage in the moment. We, we work to let uh, every class be as diversely put together as possible. Uh, that means diverse within ethnicity, race, sexuality, gender, and skill set. So we may have people in the group who have never freestyle rapped, who have never improvised, who have never sang, who don't play a musical instrument, and just have something that is burning within them, and they have stories to tell. So we take a, an accumulation of all of these types of people, put them all in a room, and give them the tools to express themselves. And uh, that's what we got so far. Yeah. And it's a, an amazing community. It's magic. Yeah, they keep coming back. Uh, all that we do, it's very kind of it's not scientific, but we do surveys after classes and we get really great quotes of students, of people saying that this changed their lives mm -hmm. or helped them go through a traumatic event or, or whatnot. So it's not necessarily a training ground to, to get on Saturday Night Live someday or like <laughs> to be on Broadway someday, although Anissa is... Um, uh, a, a, a testament to the possibilities of letting your skills be seen. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also more so of just giving yourself a platform to express yourself. That's yeah. such a different answer than I expected. That's not what I wanted. I expected it to be like, oh yeah, we get people together who like to just improvise and in a in a modern setting with hip hop or bringing the old culture with the new culture. And no, it's hit. so much more. Here we go. Yeah. It's so much more. Before every show, when we do a Freestyle Love Supreme show on Broadway, it's I got your back. I got yeah. your back. I got your back. It's the environment on stage that makes what happens on the stage possible. Right. And so, Anissa, how how long ago did you get involved with the Academy? March of yeah. this. Past year? It's been, that, a, it's been a wild soon? year. Yeah, it's been a crazy year. <laughs> wow. I was going to think like years ago or something, no. but wow. Okay, so <laughs> then should I call you Chris or Shock? You can call me whatever you want. Chris, Chris Shock, Shockwave. Yeah. Shock, whatever feels. Shock Sullivan. <laughs> um, Chris, yeah, I'll call you Shockwave. Shockwave, <laughs> whatever you want. <laughs> You've seen a lot of people come through, I assume, right? Over the 16 years, right? The Academy yes. is only about a year old. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but you, so you've been doing... Well, the group is about 15, 16 right. years old. So I guess you've seen a lot of people come in and out in the last year, but then like Anissa is the one now that well, you To be fair, Anissa brought her own skills to the table. And she has the... And, and when we hit Broadway, we were looking for a very specific set of... Of parameters that would that we needed as uh, to fill fill our space that we needed. We needed uh, a feminine voice or mm -hmm. a, a, a a female identifying voice to go forward because we've been a boys club for so long. Uh, we needed somebody more who has a singing voice, and Anissa blows us all away. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and someone who can rap at the same time, and someone who has like uh, some improv skills or at least stage stage presence and knows not to upstage people and whatnot. And Anissa took that by far. So where did, where did you get, Anissa, where did you get your, your hip hop chops from? 
Yeah. Uh, so my name on stage is Young Niece, mm-hmm. and that is a nickname that I kind of gave myself in high school when I was pretending to rap to my friends, kind of a party trick kind of thing. And so all of my friends from home do call me that. And so it's really funny when they come to the show, they're like, Young Niece is on stage, that's wild. Um, But yeah, I just grew up listening to hip hop and dabbling around in it pretty much as a joke at first. And I mean, now I do on as a joke still on stage for my (laughs) (laughs) Still just playing around, to be honest, with my friends on stage, yeah. You never forget your first time. When I saw the show the first time, um, I don't. I don't know if you guys have any recollection of which show you've if you done. If you say keywords, we'll probably have. You some were you were lamenting about your love for McDonald's. Oh, okay. It was during the pet the, peeves. McDonald's. Yeah, the pet okay. peeves McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody um, said Mitch McDonald, but I was like, but Anthony said I heard McDonald's. <laughs> and then I said I'll take McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's is uh, definitely greater than. <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, yes, of course. Um, no, I, I I keep going back to the to the show, and and it's the same format, I guess, every night, but it's completely different. Yeah. It's a similar format. Like yeah. even even the structure of the show, the structure of the show has has an idea to bring the audience in, mm-hmm. uh, educate them what freestyling is, and kind of bring them in uh, and, and unveil some of our talents at key moments. But some of those. Pieces, some of those acts are switched in. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. we switch that around too. Yeah. Do you switch it based on the special guests that are coming? Sometimes, and, and sometimes, how, yeah. How far in advance do you know what the, who the guests are? Sometimes a day of. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, you've the beauty got, of the show. Yeah, you've got Chris Jackson, James Iglehart, Wayne Brady, Sarah mm-hmm. Kay, David Diggs, and Lynn, of course, uh, who all kind of rotate back through. The two times I saw it, of course, Chris Jackson, and but like you, Anissa, you and Chris. Singing together. Like, (laughs) holy crap, man. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Because, I mean, I was a fan of the group first. I used to go see them back in the day. And to be on stage singing with Chris or just hanging out with these guys in general is quite wild. (laughs) Sometimes in mid-conversation, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I have pictures with you guys back in the day. (laughs) It's it's very surreal. Yeah, there's a a lot of conversation I've heard of, like, uh, younger people coming in like, oh, I, I'm working with you now, but we've got pictures together at the stage door yeah. where I was stalking you. Yeah, well, yeah. never. Well, see, yeah, I yeah. didn't so do this that. Is, <laughs> this is great because there's there's two types of fans, there right? Are two types of fans. There are fans that uh, that Sarah Kay was a fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's she has seen our show 16 years ago. Yeah, and now she's established on her own right as like one of the world traveled poet who's a genius. Poet. You know, yes. and you know, there's influences both ways at that point. So. There's fans and there's fan friends. It's not bad to be a fan, but you know, inserting the word stalking into it makes it seem like it's something that's negative or something like that. It's funny because hearing that Anissa has been a fan of ours for a long time, mm-hmm. it's it's not, it's never that um, that that world of uh, the the stands, mm-hmm. you know, the M&M yeah. stand fans. <laughs> it's not that. It's never that. And yeah, yeah. It, it, when I hear that kind of, I was like, it doesn't matter because you can hang. If you can hang with people and be cool. Then uh, that's a whole other world. Do you have Do you have audience members that just keep coming back and oh, like yeah. over and over and over yeah, again? Yeah. I think the record is eighteen, 18 or nineteen shows yeah. just within the Broadway run. No kidding. Right. Yeah. I'm glad you got money to see the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're seeing a different show yeah, every I night. I mean, yeah, that's the I'm, that's the best part about it. But you we have lottery tickets. There's right. people who have won the lottery over and over again. Yeah. And that's what that's what like ten dollar tickets or something. 
Yeah, it's a little more. <laughs> Ten dollars times the number. He's lying. <laughs> Ten dollars times yeah. Tens of dollars. Ten. There you go. Uh, okay. So, Chris Wave, um, I promise you we get back to the to the beatboxing. Where did that come into your life? Um, you know, it wasn't kind of until recently that I've discovered that I've become a real beatboxer through Freestyle Love Supreme. Um, I, I grew up playing percussion. And so rhythm has always been what I've gravitated towards. Hip-hop is in my blood. I grew up um, from the Beastie Boys, Tribe Called Quest, De La Soul, like the old school, early 80s. I was born in the late 70s. Ew. Ew. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, So like that's in my blood. And uh, I grew up playing uh, like hardcore music. So music has always been a thing I want to do. And that plus improv and improv comedy and a little bit of acapella uh, made me say that this is what I wanted to do. So I was performing improvisation, improvisationally performing beatbox. I would get suggestions from the audience and improvise a soundscape using object work and, and improvisational miming. Uh, and then I found out about Freestyle Love Supreme that they were just starting this sort of workshopping of what this was. And I saw Anthony Vinciali and Lin-Manuel Miranda performing uh, freestyle rap, but in a way that was uh, went against the current paradigm at that mm-hmm. time of freestyle rapping, which was embedded in battling mm-hmm. yeah, and putting the other person down. Yeah. They were playing characters and telling stories and uh, using improvisational comedy as like a backbone. And I saw what they were doing and it really aligned with what I was doing. And so I, I went and I met Anthony afterwards and then we started workshopping things, and, and the rest is history. And you've also been on uh, the Electric Company, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the reboot, yeah, yeah, the reboot in two thousand nine. Yeah, I'm not that old. <laughs> 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 yeah, two thousand nine, it was rebooted, and they brought in Freestyle Love Supreme to be part of the proof of concept. Mm-hmm. Um, we all were a part of it from all the old school FLS, the original crew were there, and then over like the next two or three years, it shook out, and we did a pilot, and then we went into series. And at that point, when we went into series, I was sort of the the only original core cast member of Freestyle Love Supreme that was part of the core cast member of uh, the Electric Company. Bill Sherman shook out to be the musical director, and now Bill Sherman yeah. is the musical director of Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean it's, he's a fantastic musician, and that's where he landed. So, yeah. Crazy. And okay, so. <laughs> You guys, I'm just like waiting for more sound effects to come at me. There you go. Do you walk around all day doing that kind of stuff? Uh, I I kind of don't know. Our no. other beatboxer does. A lot of beatboxers do. Kayla Mullady, our other beatboxer. She, I mean, she's, Kaiser Rose. She's got. She's overflowing with sound effects. She's fantastic. I there's so many because we share a dressing room, so there's so many mm-hmm. videos on my phone of her just making noises or finding new noises, and her going, "Oh, that's kind of cool." <laughs> <laughs> Kayla's got sounds I can only dream of. <laughs> it's true. She's I read on your resume, Anisa, you do chipmunk. Oh, what is it? Chipmunk uh, riffing. Uh-oh. Uh give me a song that uh, I know. A song that you know, um, Chandelier. Oh my God. 
And it's amazing, Anita. <laughs> you need to get together with Ryan Redmond, who has on her her resume that she can do child in mouth voice. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm scared. Know. I'm scared. That was I don't know if that's something. <laughs> that was a face that I made. So do do exactly what you do. It was it was something uh, it was something like what you just did, but there was actual like ventriloquist kind of stuff where she could like Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good, Alan. You stuck inside yeah. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is taking a turn. <laughs> I normally don't do two people. This is a lot of fun. That's what she said. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anissa. Uh, I'm call you young niece. Okay, that's what your name is. Young Nisa. Yeah. Young niece. Anissa. It's not <laughs> doesn't quite roll off the, off the tongue as like shockwave. Sh- as Chris Wave. Okay. Um Okay, so you were an usher at Fuerza Bruta. I was. We were talking about that. Like you just made your Broadway run up starting in March. Wild. Right, yeah. so like less than a year, you just went from like you do from being when were you not sure? I guess we'll start back. Uh, two thousand and fourteen, yeah, fourteen, fifteen. So someone a couple years ago, yeah, right. And then I left to do a tour, and then yeah, I did come back for the last performance. Though it was lit. What a great show to usher! It was fun. Yeah. It's oh, a I would wild yeah, show. Oh, well, any show that rains in the middle of it. Yeah. Like in the middle of the inside so of the theater. Fun. Like that's, that's the, the one where the thing, the paper opens and yeah. the dinosaurs, little plastic dinosaurs. Were there dinosaurs? What yeah. are you talking about? Oh, that about? might be the next one. What was the one after Farza Bruta? In the at the Union Square Theater, at the at the Rock Theater. Rothschild. Yeah. What was it? In and of itself. In and of itself? No, no. Well, it was another like hmm. uh bouncing on strings. I made it up. People who are listening, no. They're shaking well, their head. I, like, they're just saying it out loud. Tweet him, guys. Yeah. I had, Help him out. You had me, me. like, th- there was the wall of, like, bricks, and the dude bust through with the, uh-huh. with yes, the wind. Yes, yes, yes. And, and he's you know, running on the thing. Yeah. It was a It was, God, a, it was a on an episode of America's Next yeah, Top yeah, Model, yeah. too. Was it? Yeah. I don't watch that. Sorry, that killed the conversation. No, it's, all right. Right. it's okay. It's okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> more turns, twists and turns. <laughs> Have you guys ever had a a show where I mean, obviously you're encouraging the audience to participate. It relies on audience participation. Have you ever had a show where it's just been too much, where the audience is like a little bit too lit on a ten o'clock Sunday <laughs> night or something? Ten o'clocks are fun because you know people do tend to drink a little bit. Uh, sometimes we'll ask for a suggestion and we'll get a wall of sound. But, you know, our mic number one is usually good at making, mm-hmm. getting real specific and being like, okay, this side of the audience right here in this corner, give us stuff. You know, we just, we have to mm-hmm. teach them how to do yeah. it. And once it's they a, figure it out. It's an art form. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have, a, there's a, a method that we use during the show that's a, a microphone that's throwable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. It's a padded mic. So at some point we get a suggestion. And then as to not alienate the entire audience, there's a conversation that happens, but the microphone gets thrown out to that person. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's uh, well, the first one I was there. The, the, the day in the life was like, like it, something must exciting must have happened. So many times. It was a McDonald's show. Yeah. And it was like, that was not exciting at all. Mm. The guy like, I don't know if you remember, woke up with his girlfriend Drove in, got stuck in traffic, and then came to see the show. Well, you know, sometimes the, <laughs> the magic is in creating creating some fantastic 
situation yeah. out of the mundane. Right. Yeah. You know, and and our show is it, there are through lines that happen. So mm-hmm. by the end of the show, there's so many things that we've all shared together with the audience, right. and there's so many callbacks that can happen. So in a way that the, that ending number that we do, if the day in the life that we are reenacting is something that's sort of mundane or quote-unquote boring, like yeah. there's so many ways that we can weave in the aspects yeah. of Turn the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. It's really a long form. Well, from a, from a beatboxing standpoint, um, where do you— Keep hitting that spring. Doing, doing, doing. Um, from a beatboxing standpoint, uh, do you do you work with Arthur on uh, Arthur the Geniuses? Mm-hmm. Um, do you work with him sort sort of lead him to see where the music goes, or uh, is it kind of vice versa? Like with it's, it's rhythm it's or everything. the tempo, it's really everything. And uh, we've been doing this for so long. Uh, there's an improvisational rhythm section that is happening, mm-hmm. and the the rules or the uh, leads or the cues have for a long time gone unspoken or unnoticed. And now as we're actually training people to come in, we're saying, oh, we have to really kind of call out how to do this because it feels like it's second nature, a lot of these things, but it's really not, you know, some people need to be trained as to improvisationally vamp behind the the explanation of what the next game is going to happen. We're we're still adding cues as the run is is evolving. Mm-hmm. There's a point where we're we're listing off various qualifications that need to happen before the next thing happens, and we've added uh, list uh, bullet pointing those qualifications in sound effect. Right. Um, so it depends on the song slash game that we're doing. Sometimes I'm leading it. And they're catching up to me, and sometimes we're working on it together, looking at it. Sometimes I'm dropping dropping out the beat for the lyrics to be in the clear, and we're all together, and they're having eye contact. So it really depends on the on the song. You mentioned the cues, and that, that reminded me that uh, while I was watching it, I was impressed because the the lighting designer has to be with He's you guys. He's improvising too. as well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the lighting designer is like, this needs to be bright. This needs to come down. We got a yeah. spot over here or, or whatever it is, and that's in, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah, like the whole crew. It's a full on family affair. Like we're all in there doing it. We nobody knows what's going to happen. The yeah. audience doesn't know what's going to happen. Same with us. We're just all in there together. Do you bring your 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 day with you on stage? Are you allowed to do that? Like it's, the mood that you're in, or or does it like color the? Maybe talk about true. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, in any you know, we go through life, whatever. You get on stage, you, you might not be having the best day or whatever. But once you get into that theater and you're doing the thing on stage, you don't have time to think about anything else. You mm-hmm. have to be in the moment for what's happening. Uh, Chris mentioned true, which is when we get a word from the audience and we have to tell a true story you have to use your life experience. And if it, if that triggers something for you to talk about your day, then yeah, you use that. I'm sorry. But, I remember your story about oh, artichoke pizza. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you told that, you wrote a whole song about your first day at artichoke pizza. I, was I like, will never insane. forget him because <laughs> <laughs> I went on a date it with a guy a date, and right? he, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. introduced me to artichoke pizza and, and I, Fell in love with the artichoke pizza. Not him, but <laughs> I will never forget him. Because it wasn't the suggestion, it was just artichoke. Artichoke, yeah. 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 And then Chris, I think CJ, Chris Jackson was like, you were talking about some, you know, expanding your, yeah, opening your yeah, heart yeah. like an artichoke opens or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Yes. But the way that, or maybe it was Arthur. I love when Arthur comes out during that and sings, <laughs> yeah. man. Man, 
Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's one of our secret weapons. Yeah, Ooh. he's doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes almost, and then we pull back the curtain and surprise, he's got a voice of gold. Yeah, Stevie Wonder meets D'Angelo. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, you were saying talking about true, you bring you bring your real life stuff into yeah, it. Yeah. Um. I mean, what else? There was one that I've been talking about a lot. My mother's laugh, which I talked about my mom and how she was dealing with when my grandmother got diagnosed with dementia and how she was strong through it and was able to laugh and bring her pictures and share memories, even though it was a really hard time. Uh, I mean, True is a really great part of the show because sometimes it gets vulnerable mm-hmm. when you're, you have a certain amount of time to tell a true story. You don't have time to think about anything else. You just have to say what you know. And so we, as a group, learn about each other constantly on stage through stories that people tell. And I mean, that's the beauty of the show to me also, is just getting to learn about my friends while it's happening in real time. Oh, yeah, I see. Everybody's laughing at each other (laughs) or with each other. (laughs) Because you're you're telling stories that... I almost peed myself on stage yesterday. That was so funny. (laughs) We we did a day in the life where this woman went on a hike. It was a silent hike. So when we got to that part, but she was like a like a burner, she was, you know, like ayahuasca. She was in Woodstock. She was in Woodstock that day earlier like, in the day. So we get to the part where we're doing the silent hike, and so everybody stops everything. Music is stopped, uh-huh. and it's just us on the microphones going. And the beat is the sound of walking through leaves. <laughs> And I just was laughing on the microphone the whole. It was funny. It was so funny. The audience was dying. I was dying. I almost peed on myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do, do you guys with the guest performers that come out? I mean, you're learning things about each other anyway. But but are there still moments that you're surprising each other, like in with new improvisational styles, or or do things like I was reading on. Uh, I think in BroadwayWorld.com that Chris came out and improvised, or he was rapping with a whistle the other day or something. <laughs> Constantly oh, that I did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, not Chris. Uh, Chris Jackson. Was it you? Or no, it was, it was me. It was, was you? <laughs> Chris with the whistle. Um, constantly, yeah. I mean, the, we walk into these the situation where we don't know what's going to happen, and so we all feel for each other when we see each other step forward and go in our element that we have each other's backs in the sense that we're constantly surprising each other. I'm constantly surprising myself. I mean, coming into this um, experience, a huge thing was fear. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't be afraid. You just have to trust yourself. And so I'm constantly surprising myself all the time. Where I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with this word. Mm-hmm. And then something just happens. Yeah. Do you know, Do you? how far in advance are you thinking? Are you thinking... Of the rhyme and working your way backwards, because I've done. I did a little improv. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did a little improv. And got I dabbled a little. <laughs> I dabbled in my day. I hate it when I do. Yeah, I did improv. Everybody did improv. <laughs> so when I did it, I would think of what I wanted to rhyme to and work my way backwards to get there. Mm. That was how my mind worked. It really changes. Uh, you can only plan so much. We don't have much time. So I might think of. If I get a word, I might be like, okay, this this rhymes with this, this rhymes with this. And then you just have to fill in the blanks. But, I mean, especially in true, you can you truly can only plan so much. So the rest of it just comes as it goes. It's just as it's coming to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lynn puts it as, it's yeah, like a, a language filter. Right. So uh, the way that you tell the story could be, hey, do it in a funny voice. Or, hey, do it like in, the, what do you call it, baby in the mouth? 
whatever. <laughs> yeah, baby stuck yeah, in like, mouth. Yeah, <laughs> like child stuck in mouth. That's a form of filter, <laughs> you know. And then the freestyle filter is everybody builds their own in different ways, and so you can tell the same story uh, through rhyme, and it doesn't even have to rhyme, but you your rhyme may be at the end of the couplet, or it may loop mm-hmm. around and you find it in the next yep. couplet, or something like that. So. Uh, a lot of that comes with practice, mm-hmm. but the more important part is what comes f- through the content. The, I guess uh, what I was going to ask was, um, I guess, favorite moments when you're, if you're thinking back to everything. I mean, you've got 16 years of this to, uh, to look back on, but I guess from the Broadway run, are there anything, is there anything that sticks out as like so surprising to yourself, even getting over your own fear, be like, I can't believe that just came out of my mouth. That was amazing. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I guess sometimes at the beginning of the show, I'm thrown into things that I haven't done before. Uh, like 10 minutes before I found out that I was going to do Foundations of Freestyle, which is when you get onto the stool and they pass you words and you just got to rap. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I think I found that out 10 minutes before. Terrifying. You, That one, you really have no time to plan anything because you're getting new words every, what, four? Um, and so the first time I did it, I was surprised with myself because I didn't think I could do it. But, <laughs> you know, everyone was like, yeah, you got this. It's going to be fine. And it was fine. Um, yeah. I forgot the question. <laughs> but I think I answered it, right? Yeah, well, I think what, you answered it. Yeah. yeah, what stands out is like yeah. a defining surprising moment. Yeah, uh, Yeah. So- also like uh, the first time I was on stage with, with UTK was really cool because we had met for the first time that day mm-hmm. and then we did the show together for the first time that day. Mm. And so he had never heard me sing or do anything before. And I we were doing a second chance and I started singing and he goes, huh, do that again. Yeah. And then I started singing more. He was like, oh, mom, do you hear how good that judge can sing? And then I... <laughs> that was my, I think that was my favorite part too. So yeah, <laughs> that was happening on stage. It was yeah. a real life interaction happening like, oh, in wait, the middle what? of the scene. And so then Anissa starts singing more. She takes us all to church yeah. and we're all like, woo, and we keep it going. And, and in the similar way that you would like throw something at someone because they're doing so well. Like we have <laughs> towels on the side of the stage. The towels started shoes. getting thrown. The sh- I took my shoe off. People stools. took their shoes off. The stools. There's still a dent. In I the had stage. no idea, but I looked. I like. There's a dent. There's in still the a dent in the stage on one from one of the stools when we threw the stool at her because she was taking us all no, to church. I finished singing and I looked over and I was like, "What the? The sounds of shoes and yeah, stools yeah, yeah. and everything clumping Very behind fun. you. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. The show must go on. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have any other styles of music that you listen to other than hip hop? Like, what, where, where do you get inspired from? That's sort of, uh, I guess, outside of the the hip hop. I mean, name it. I don't know. Yeah, you know? truly everything. Well, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I almost want to say in this day and age, if if you're trapped in one genre, then something wrong with you. Yeah, you know? it's like the Spotify genre, or then that trivializes it. But there, if it's good music, it's good music. You know, yeah. if it's two step or if it's uh, New Orleans bounce, or yeah. if it's like underground hip hop or Broadway tunes. Or if it's bluegrass. good, if it's yeah, mm. it's good music. It's good music. <laughs> yeah. I'm from North Carolina, man. That's it speaks to me. I yeah. love I love some good Bella Fleck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, Bella Fleck. Yeah. Fleck tones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just watching watching a good music. Jesus, Jesus, this thing. I'm <laughs> very like anim- first time. I'm animated. This <laughs> one. I'm getting excited. <laughs> Bam! Do it on purpose. Some sounds. That's right. Um, yeah, the first time uh, watching 
somebody who is really good at their craft just wail at it. That's why, like, mm-hmm. you know, you watching you on stage, Chris, you know, just beatboxing, get mm-hmm. up there and do things. It's just impressive. And watching you just, Anissa, just sing and, you know, take everybody mm-hmm. to church, whatever <laughs> is going to happen. Like having the top talent up there just all come together and seeing this, mm-hmm. that is why the audience comes with you guys mm-hmm. every night because you're having fun and mm-hmm. it shows. And you're also delivering this great. Yeah performance all at the same time. Yeah. And um, oh, I wanted to go back to something you were talking about, and he said that you said you performed with UTK, and you met him that day and then performed with him that, with him that night. I was wondering, I guess, sort of like good musicians who can all come together and just like jam and make it sound good. Good freestyling, is it good improv or good freestylers? Freestylers? Is that what it's called? Freestylists? <laughs> Free, Freestylers. Freestyle. Like People who, those, free, them who freestyle. Them who freestyle. <laughs> yeah, the good them who freestyle. Throw a couple of accents in there too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do them who freestyle. Yeah, there you go. Do, <laughs> you have to lift your shoulders when you yeah. say um, Somebody who you haven't met, is yeah. it as easy to work with them as it is somebody that you've been working with for years or someone that you've been working with since the, yeah. the, the first academy days or what? I mean, it's different, but it it's so exciting you know, when you've been do some, doing something for a bit, when you get that new blood in there, I'm sure that he felt the same way. Um, the tr- in the true that we did that night, he um, kind of acknowledged me in his rap. He was like, Anissa, this is great. This is our first time doing this on stage together, everybody, and let the whole audience know. But yeah, and the same way I worked with him for the first time, the same way I worked with Lynn for the first time, that was really crazy. But these guys have been doing it for so long that they're, it's second nature to them. And so the way that they walk in there with such confidence, it, it you're forced to meet them at that same level. And uh, it's just about the giving and the taking. And, you know, that's what they're used to. And I've, I've learned a lot from them. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just play off of each other. And, uh, you know, as Chris was saying, um, a lot of rap is about, has been about who's better than who. It, we don't do that in Freestyle of Supreme. It's about everybody's talents coming together and making each other shine and, you know, bringing, using your eye contact to bring in the next character, bringing the next energy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that uh, I was going to, I was thinking about the camaraderie and the friendship mm-hmm. and the trust that all the original crew, you know, the boys club, as you were saying, that's been around for years, um, all knows each other. They all trust each other. And then to bring in new people and make, and you've got to, Anissa, you've got to have some sort of like, like for me, if it was me, <laughs> I would be like, what the hell am I doing here with, Absolutely. with these yeah. clowns? Like yeah. in a good way, clowns <laughs> in a good way. Um, just these amazing, talented people yeah. But then, you know, you got to step on stage. And is, is it proving it to yourself or proving it to them? What do you think? Definitely to myself. Yeah? As I said, I was, I'm all, I mean, in the unknown, you're terrified. You don't know what's going to happen. But we, before we go on stage, we say we got each other's back. We got each other's back. And it's true. If you, you fail, we're, we're okay with making mistakes. The audience is going to be there with us. But if you do fail, um, someone's going to be right there to pick you up. That's the truth of it, yeah. So the whole show always succeeds. Yeah, yeah. we've yeah. had we've had very few auditions, quote unquote, for this group. Um, if you if you have the skill set of freestyle rapping, if you're a hip hop head who's been raised and born and born and raised in the scene, and uh, you've been battling your whole life, you might have trouble being in this group because mm. it's not just about freestyle rapping. It's yeah. about 
uh, how how well can you crack open your soul to the audience in a real revealing way? Mm-hmm. How well can you relate to other people? And then there's like a theatrical overlay to it. Can you play a you know play to the audience and uh, follow a story spine and stuff like that? Um, so those things are very important as well. And that's the kind of thing that we we are now trying to educate or to unveil in the academy and the freestyle of Supreme Academy, trying to tap into those skill sets. It's not just freestyle rapping, but it's being comfortable in who you are and being able to, to uh, relate to other people and let them feel comfortable in who they are so you can open up to each other. Mm-hmm. It's like, sounds like a form of therapy. It is a form of therapy. Are you Our kidding? show is a form of therapy. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if I'm ever having a bad day, when I get there, I can't, I can no longer have a bad day. <laughs> I'll put it that way. It really is therapy. Yeah. What, what do you guys do for warm-ups like backstage? You just, I feel like it's just hugs and like <laughs> definitely b- hugs. Back, back pad. Uh, like, we, we got this, we got this. In the green room, we'll use the words that we haven't used um, from the audience and just pass them to each other. Uh, or we'll do things like sound bombs where we all stand in a circle and uh, warm up using different sounds and um you know, mm-hmm. feeling out the energy of each other. We'll pass twos back and forth, play different games. Yeah. 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 The sound bomb is a really interesting way to connect uh, on, on a sonic level yeah. and an emotional level. It's mm-hmm. literally if the if we were all standing in a circle, just stand there and the first sound that kind of creeps out, another person kind of makes that same sound. You mirror it and then you add another thing and then, and then you build and you cre- create a... a Abundance of energy until yeah, it's, it's a growing, and there's a there's like a, a, a throbbing pulse to it, and then you kind of find an ending to it, and that will just for us it brings us together on the same page, yeah. and you open your open your eyes again, and okay, well, let's go do a show. Helps you focus. Oh, you you guys are all you have your your eyes closed. Sometimes, sometimes oh, that's, oh, that's so much I mean, fun. but you also got to amp up the energy too. Yeah, then we'll yeah. like pass twos and and drop a bunch of f bombs. <laughs> Get it out of get it out of the system before we get up on stage. <laughs> so I've got um, I've got a Patreon account, and so the certain patrons of a certain level get to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So this is from a patron. It says, "Sad but true that FLS is a limited run on Broadway. But now that you've gotten Broadway under your belt, what do you hope is next for you both, or what will you, or what will be next? Can you tell us what's happening after the show? Um, no, <laughs> it's all improv. It's in the it's- moment. <laughs> It's all made up. It's going to walk out of the show and be like, all right. Yeah. I mean, the instinct is that it's not going to end. Absolutely. Uh, Especially with the Academy. The Academy hopes to push out several uh, unending mini groups that are within our same Mm -hmm. uh, umbrella of a brand of sort. Uh, You know, an, an empathetic storytelling vehicle for a diverse set of voices to freestyle and create music. So if it's not Freestyle Love Supreme, it will be some brothers and sisters that will be out there. Yeah. But the proper group, hopefully something else happens. So if you know someone, say something. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other question uh, from patrons here is, Chris, what's the weirdest sound you can make? Weirdest? Define weird. Non-traditional to come out of one's vocal Just make cords. all of them. Mm. I mean, I did the baby sound. That My baby is my go-to. I sometimes like to default to killing a baby on stage. He does oh, do that a lot. It's just, uh, it's just fun. It's, it's so just creative. fun. It's so creative. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> um, I like, so there's a, okay, I got it. There's a arcade game called Joust. Uh, by arcade, I mean like the giant, mm. you know, the big 
systems. And so it's two birds that are, or one bird if it's a one player, and you have to kill little other birds that have little guys riding it. And then like a, um, anyway, so when you, <laughs> it's great. All you, need, all you need is a joystick and a flapper button. So you just need to fly. But then when the bird dies and the bird comes back to life, it has an, a period of in, invincibility before it actually is present in the game. So the vultures don't get it. So the sound is this while it's being invincible. That was cool. <laughs> then when that sound ends, you better be ready to flap. Nope. There you go. Not quite. My favorite part of this whole Sorry. thing. Oh, good. No. My favorite whole thing was the was the lead up of the story. Did yeah. He, he put, he's later explained what the sound is. Yours was really. Um, there you go. There you go. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's a good warm-up, too. I'll play trumpet. Yes, first, yes, first singers, too. A lip trill. Yes. Yeah. All right. So we'll wrap this thing up here. I always ask everybody three standard closing questions. And Anissa, we'll start with you. The first one is, what motivates you? Who? What? It's the same ones for me, too. Can I start writing my answers? Yeah. yeah. Okay, go on. Um, what motivates me? Little Anissa motivates me. Because she would be... So out of her mind about what is happening in life right now. <laughs> she would not believe it at all. But yeah, just that, that's what motivates me and my family too, I guess. <laughs> Chris. Oh, it's back and forth. Oh, yeah. goodness. Um, and you should ask me the second one next. So yes. That's, yes, that's yeah. Yeah. equal amount of Fair. preparation. Um. I, I've always said when I was young that I would like to be self-sufficient on my own first so that my cup can fill over mm. and then take care of my friends and family and then let that cup fill over and then take care of the greater good. Mm. Um, I've such learned that now it's possible to do the, the, the next two prior or at the same time. So, but that model I think is a, is a good one to to follow because you have to take care of yourself first. So it's it's not just money. It's also giving back to others, but also making sure that you are good. So the little shockwave, but then also, <laughs> the, also the bigger bigger others. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that goes along with the the whole message of FLS, I think, is just to do, just to be nice, right? You're not mm-hmm. trying to put each other down. You're not trying to to battle or defeat somebody. It's the whole point is to build somebody up. So yeah. yeah, you're living the message. Okay, so first question here for you, or next question for you. What advice would you give to your younger self and younger <laughs> people now listening out, starting out down a similar path? Hmm. Um, more lip trills. Yeah, much more lip trills. <laughs> Many more. Uh, I've always been somebody who's very eclectic with diverse interests. And... Um, I would say uh, keep doing more of more uh, and find where the iron is hot. Strike that and pay attention to those things, but continue to keep other things burning because those other things that are burning, those back burners, will eventually all fold into the same bucket and you'll end up doing something completely new and weird like 
beatboxing in an improv show on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Anissa? Um, for me, I would say just keep going. Don't stop. Um, really just believe in what you have and try not to get down on yourself because this business is just so hard. And sometimes it's not about your talent. Sometimes somebody, you're not the same height as somebody or they were left-handed and you're right-handed. And it could be so minuscule, but you can't let those things get you down. Um, Yeah, just to keep going because things are going to happen. I really didn't want to do anything else with my life. So that just the fact that I kept going is a testament to that. All right. So the final question, this is a toss-up. You guys can decide who goes first. If you could only see one show for the rest of your life, but you can see it as many times as you want, what would you see? Goonies, the musical. Is that real? No. no. <laughs> I mean, that's the answer. But it should be. <laughs> oh, my God. One show? Or MacGyver, the musical. <laughs> MacGruber! <laughs> I mean, our show is different every time. That's a good, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even when I'm not on, I enjoy watching it. Yeah, the ushers and security guard, everyone who's staff at the, at the booth theater is like, this is the funnest show. It's they, because it's different. <laughs> it's just new content. One time we had, what, what did I, I, I don't know if I can say that on here, but never mind. <laughs> I'll tell you later. <laughs> All right. All right. So where can we find you on social media? Cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> Part two. Where can we find you online? Anissa Folds. That's A-N-E-E-S-A-F-O-L-D-S on everything. No relation to Ben? No, no relation to Ben. <laughs> Even though I do make that joke to my dad a lot, but he doesn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, on Instagram, I am Sharkwave. Not Shockwave, but Sharkwave. Shockwave is owned by Macromedia and Viacom, so it's very difficult to get that name. Uh, and Twitter, it's Offbook Beatbox. Sweet. You can get uh, me at thetheaterpodcast.com, theater underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter, facebook.com slash official theater podcast. This is edited by Matthew Hendershot. Thank you to Jukebox the Ghost and Shockwave for the intro and outro music. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, now I got the pressure to be back. Your word is Broadway. Broadway. Oh, shit. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. The other time I got up one day and I went on down to see the Broadway. I was out in the show and I went to the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he went to the show because he knows it's good. Broadway, yeah, it's your favorite hood. We chilling in Times Square. We're going to do it all the time. We got Shockwave on the beat. Tell you what's on my mind. See, I had you. I appreciate it. No fear. Got your back. All right. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? 
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. 